In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We'll speak today about uh, different personality types and how to deal with these different types. And I chose specifically how to deal with uh, difficult people. And I'm sure you know there are so many different classifications, but I chose one that actually based on the classification of St. Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians when he classified the people into three types, based on which force is leading you, whether the desires of the flesh, and he called them carnal, or the mind, and he called them natural, or the spirit, and he called them spiritual. We can find this in First Corinthians chapter 2 and chapter 3. So we can say there are three criteria for any believer in order to be a mature Christian. St. Paul considered those who are carnal, led by desires of the flesh, they are children, babes in Christ. Also, St. Paul considered the natural, also they are immature, because they don't understand things pertaining to God. So there are three things, actually, we need in order to be mature Christian. Number one, our faith in Christ. And here, I mean by faith in Christ, to understand the mystery of incarnation, why God became man, and to understand the economy of salvation and the economy of redemption on the cross and his resurrection and his ascension into heaven, like, like our creed, and to understand how this impacts your own personal salvation. We don't have salvation except through Christ. There is no way to be saved except through the grace of God. That's why some people may ask us, I know somebody who are not believers, but they are morally good. I, I will speak about it in this classification. But there is no salvation, there is no inheritance of eternal life except through Christ. So that's a f- very important element, to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord, your King, your Savior, and through him you will be children of God the Father, and through him you will receive the Holy Spirit who will lead us in our life. That's the first element, and I call it faith. Second element is works, and works should be according to God's law. So we need to be obedient to the law of God. Because some people, in their mind, works can be good or bad according to their own evaluation. And these people, St. Paul called them the natural. So they have their mind to tell them what's right and what's wrong. So what's right and what's wrong is based on their own understanding. But this is not works. The true works is obedience to the law of God. 
And St. Paul in Hebrews chapter 5, also he considered people who actually don't know what's right and what's wrong, called them immature Christian, immature Christian. And called them also babes in Christ, infants. They need to be fed uh, by milk not by solid food, because solid food for those who are mature. And obedience to God's law, actually not only to be obedience, but to be delighted in the law of God, happy in the law of God. So, as we read in Psalm 1, verse 1 and 2, the man is blessed when he, his delight, his joy in obeying the law of God. So don't feel pressured when I obey the, the will of God, but rather I delight, I know it is for my own benefit and for my own privilege. The third element is discernment or wisdom. St. Anthony the Great said, no one, if, if you apply any virtue without discernment, it can turn into a vice. Any virtue. And discernment, as St. Paul also said in Hebrews chapter 5, the mature Christian are able to discern between good and bad, right and wrong, evil and righteousness. You can read this in Hebrews chapter 5. So we need discernment because without discernment, we don't know how to apply the law of God. We have the, the, the commandment, but how to apply it needs discernment. So wisdom is the ability to discern and understand the structure, the order, and the purpose of God and how to conduct ourselves in the world in appropriate way. If we understand these three elements, faith, God's law and wisdom. These are very important elements in, in understanding our personality. So actually, looking at this diagram, we can figure out eight personality differences. The first, or eight personality types. The first will be faith without obedience to the law of God and without wisdom. There is no obedience to the law of God, and there is no wisdom. So only faith. People who are Christian. And we can call these people uh, immature Christian, or we can call them carnal. In First um, Corinthians chapter 3, St. Paul said, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Babes in Christ, they are believers. So faith is there. They are believers, but they are carnal. And why he said they are carnal? He said, I feed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, Divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So, these are Christian believers in Christ, but they didn't obey the law of God. 
That's why there's a strife, envy, divisions. And also there is no wisdom. There is no discernment. That's why it's very easy to get into conflict with others. And they can cause problems to others. So these are, we call them immature Christian, as St. Paul called them, babes in Christ. The, the second group, those who obey God's law, but their faith in Christ is shaken and there is no wisdom. And I call them the legalist. Legalist. So these people are either like the scribes and, and the Pharisees. So you can have this image in your mind. So these people, they, they feel they are self-righteous. They are better than others. They are more holy than others. And that's why I, I said their faith, their understanding of the grace and salvation is not there. So they are Christian by names. But they don't go to church, they don't worship, they don't practice sacrament of repentance and confession. But they, they follow the law, and they want actually to, to follow the law. It's like in the Old Testament how people thought they are saved only by works without believing in Christ. So they don't pay attention to their faith in Christ, the, the means of grace, means of grace like fasting, prayer, repentance and confession, communion, studying the Bible. So they, they want to have good works and they are legalists. They are called formal moralists. And sometimes on the extreme, because they are not the other extreme of being righteous, which is they are depressed spiritually. Why? Because they feel their inability to live up to the law of God. So it can be one of two extremes. Either to feel I am better, I am more holy than everyone else, that's self-righteousness, or because he wants to live by God's law, and he cannot live by God's law, he doesn't understand the work of grace in his life. So he's struggling and he's failing, he's struggling and failing, struggling and failing. So he feels it's hopeless. I cannot live up to the law of God. And actually, the other extreme, Pope Shenouda, in, in, in his poem, described this person who is trying and trying, but trying by his own effort, because he doesn't understand the grace of God. That's what I call it faith. He doesn't understand the place of grace in his life. So he wants to be righteous. But because he cannot, by his own works, to be righteous, that's why he is also depressed. So these are, we call them the legalist. Legalist. The third group, those who have wisdom, but their faith, they don't understand the grace of God, and they don't obey the law of God. They have their own, their own standards. So these people, they are wise, 
according to the world standards, not according to God's standard. They have this earthly wisdom. So they are socially well adjusted. In, in most cases, they get well with most of the people. But they have no idea about the grace and they have no desire to obey the law of God. So they conduct themselves as they want, according to their own standards. These are what St. Paul called them natural in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, when he said, but the natural man, verse 14, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. So natural people, they, they follow the moral code of their own mind, or of the world, of the culture in which they live. But they don't follow the law of God, and they are a stranger from the grace of God. So, and we call them hedonists. Hedonist, hedonism is a love of pleasure. So what pleases them, they do. That's why we call them capable hedonists. It is a love of pleasure. So now we spoke about the three groups. There is no overlapping. Either grace with no obedience to God's law and no wisdom, or trying to fulfill the law of God, but there is no understanding of the role of grace in our life and there is no wisdom or the earthly wisdom but there is no understanding of the grace or application in the grace in our life or obedience to the law of God they just follow their own law now let us take some overlapping the first overlapping between faith and God's law but no wisdom these we call them fundamentalists. So that's faith and grace, obedience of God's law, but no wisdom. That is the first overlap. We call them fundamentalists. So they understand the law of God, and they want to obey the law of God. And also they understand the role of grace in their life. But as St. Anthony the Great said, there is no wisdom how to apply the law of God in their life. So these people are extreme in, in their opinion. They are not flexible. They are, not, they are very rigid. And although they have good understanding of the grace and good understanding of the law of God, but because of lack of wisdom, uh, they cannot actually deal well with the people. And if a priest is fundamentalist, you, you will see him have a lot of conflict with, with his congregation. This priest actually will cause a division in the church because the fundamentalists in the church will love him. But the other people, they, they don't like him. They, they hate him. So this kind of people cause division, cause lack of wisdom, lack of discernment. 
they don't know how to deal with different people in, in their church. The second overlap, and we we see it a lot now in our uh, churches, is the overlap between grace, faith, and between wisdom. But here the wisdom, as I told you, earthly wisdom. Because there is no obedience to God's law. These are whom we, are called, we, we call liberal. So we, need some, we see some people right now who are defending homosexuality, who are defending transgenderism, who are defending legalization of drugs, who are defending abortion, who are defending divorce. And actually, they call themselves the enlightened, or they are the liberal. Why they are the liberal? They speak only about the grace. God is loving. God is accepting. God, there is no punishment. And as I said in one of my sermons last week, the liberal of the world and the, the liberal of the church, they are actually serving the same plan for Satan. What do I mean? The liberal of the church who are who call or the, those who whom they call themselves actually the enlightened, they don't speak about punishment. There is no law. There is no law. There is no punishment. God loves everybody. God accepts everybody. And we need actually to accept, yani, not to follow any rule. And the, that is the wisdom. If you go outside the church, the atheists who are denying the existence of God, why? If you think about why they are denying the existence of God, because they don't want to follow any law or to be under the authority of God. So these two groups are rebelling against the uh, law of God. So they are agent to Satan to demonize, give authority to Satan over the world and over the church also. So these very dangerous people, the liberal, and when I, I mean by the liberal, between those who speak only about the grace of God, there is no law, there is no requirement, and they use their mind to set the law. So forget about the Bible, whether the Bible said there is no divorce except for fornication, uh, or sexual immorality, forget about the Bible. Let us make our own law, our own law, wisdom and grace. There is no uh, obedience for the law of God. The third overlap between obedience, the law of God, and uh, wisdom, and we call them the good neighbors. These people actually Easy to, good, uh, uh, easy to get along with most of the people around them. They are men pleasers. And they want actually to uh, please everybody around them. But because of their lack of understanding of the grace of God, that's why they are self-righteous. And this self-righteousness will increase because of the earthly wisdom and they get along with, with everybody around them so they feel they are better than others 
or they, they feel they are spiritually incapable to meet God's standard, that's why they compensate for this by being men pleasers. So at least they will get some compliments from the people around them. So we call them good neighbor. Number eight, I put it outside the three circles. So these are the fool. Meaning what? There is no fear of God, no obedience to the law of God. There is no wisdom and no understanding of salvation. And these are very also dangerous people. So they can cause a lot of problems in the church. They don't understand the grace of God. They don't obey the law of God. And also they are lacking wisdom and discernment. So we call them the fool. The last is actually when there is overlap between these three, the complete person. When actually there is understanding of the grace, obedience to the law of God, and heavenly wisdom. Here the wisdom will be heavenly because there is obedience to the law of God and there is grace. And these are whom St. Paul called the spiritual people who are led by the Holy Spirit. They can discern, they can examine everything, as St. Paul said, the spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Uh, No one can can actually make judgment because he can understand the mystery in this person. And, And the mystery in this person because of the combination between the grace of God and the obedience of God's law and the heavenly wisdom in this, in this person. So these are complete people, a mature Christian. It doesn't mean they don't sin. It doesn't mean. But they are aware of their weaknesses, and once they sin, they offer repentance. That's why in Philippians, Chapter 3, St. Paul said in verse 12, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay to hold for that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So St. Paul is saying nobody actually is complete 100%. But all of us who are working and growing toward perfection, all of us who are growing toward perfection. That's why in verse 13 he said, Brethren, I don't count myself to be appreh- to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the price of the poured call of God in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God forever and ever.